there, you know, a little bit later during that stretch, this would have been somewhere around uh, 09, 10, somewhere in there. I realized that a lot of people have questions about what I call complex senior living decisions and all the different uh, facets of that, the different types of options, residency contracts, the entry fee models versus, uh, you know, rental models, so forth and so on, all the kind of things I'm sure, Craig, that you hear about from your uh, clients and, and planning. And so there was not what I felt to be a good third party resource out there that's dedicated specifically to this. Mm -hmm. And so I started consulting with people one-on-one, -on -one, set up kind of a separate little LLC for this. We put up a website and really it was just kind of a small thing I was doing early on. And it really just kind of went from there. And eventually the idea hit me and, and I have a couple of business partners. So together we thought, well, let's just put this sort of, let's create an online resource for people where it's not just us, you know, consulting one-on-one -on -one necessarily. Yep. But, you know, that we're just putting all the information and tools online that people can use to kind of gather this information and be better equipped mm -hmm. as they go to talk to different communities, know what to look for, what to ask about, and so forth. Um, so there's actually a much longer story to all of that that I'll spare, you know, all those details now. But in a nutshell, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So now we just kind of view ourselves at my life site as an online source for tools, information, and guidance to help not only individuals, but also advisors like yourself uh, to, to guide or navigate these complex senior living decisions. I think complex is a good word because it can be daunting for someone to think about all of the unknowns, both financially and emotionally, um, relationships with family and, and on and on. Um, I think we share in this that many people who want to ask questions maybe aren't ready to sit down one-on-one -on -one with an advisor or consultant. And so they're beginning to do some of their own research. And I think that's where your uh, resources can be very helpful, just letting them get uh, some information at their own pace and with uh, confidentiality until they're ready to come forward and start to ask questions of someone about their health matters, financial matters, and otherwise you know, kind of dig into it a little bit. That's right. Yeah, yeah so. that's exactly right. I think, you know, for many people, uh, it's a, as you know, Craig, there's a big difference between somebody who is uh, moving to, say, assisted living versus those who are moving into independent living. Um, and, you know, independent living could be either a, a, a true, what we call independent living community or part of a continuing care or life plan community, but whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, as you know, that decision process is much longer for many people. Uh, it can be many years, uh, in fact, in some cases. And so, uh, as you said, kind of going at their own pace, that's really where we come in, that we can give them those resources as they're going through that process uh, that can help them to know a little bit better what to look for, but perhaps may even help them arrive at a decision more quickly because if we can help kind of fill some of the gaps, uh, you know, so then that's going to maybe make that search process a little more effective. Absolutely. I love the fact that you're doing it through an education process. Um, the mylifesite.net is your website, uh, your, your book. You're out there speaking to groups, and you're doing individual one-on-one -on -one consulting. Did I get that right? Well, all of it 
except the very last part. I no longer do one-on-one. So, in fact, I'm no longer in the financial planning business at all. Good. Uh, Good for you. My life site and everything that kind of goes with that is really what I do today. Okay. Uh, so, I exited the planning financial planning business several years ago, but I still draw on that experience quite a bit in everything that we do because mm-hmm. it's a big financial decision, honestly. Mm-hmm. So in some of the content that, the, that we write and some of my speaking engagements and even some of the tools that we've created are, are focused very much on the financial aspect of, of that decision. I tend to focus now, uh, again, not one-on-one, but in all the other ways that we provide help and resources. I really focus on kind of that intersection between personal finances, retirement planning, and retirement living. senior living, whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. Those two things go together very closely. They certainly do. Realize how much their home or where they live throughout retirement, that actually plays a really big role in their overall retirement plan. Mm -hmm. When we think a little more broadly about what a retirement plan is, it's not just investments. Uh, There's a lot of different aspects and where we live throughout retirement plays a big role in that. Well, well said, and I think that the fact that you have the background but not currently practicing makes you as objective as you could possibly be in educating people to know what all of their options are because it certainly can be uh, confusing um, and very circumstantial too, depending on each person's situation. So they, they really do need to know what the menu of options look like so they can determine what best fits them and their family. So uh, tell us about your, your team and uh, the best way that people could learn more about you and your work. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about our team and maybe I'll, I'll uh, expand just a little bit on our, on our business model because sometimes people want to understand that better. So uh, at my life site, at the end of the day, what we're really all about, as I said, providing this information that can help the consumer. And so a lot of what we do at my life site, a lot of what you'll find on our website is available directly to the consumer. So, um, you know, people would refer to that as a B to C model, right? Business direct to consumer. Yeah, absolutely. But we also focus very much on the B to B to C, uh, meaning that we also work with retirement communities. They actually like to utilize some of the content that we write and mm-hmm. uh, we've even developed certain calculators that they can put on their websites and things like that so we really the end user for everything we do is the consumer but some of that we go through the industry and some of that we go direct to the consumer but we found over the years that sales and marketing teams at retirement communities really appreciate some of what we do because education is a big part of the selling process so they like third-party tools for sure. they can utilize to help guide their prospective residents. Makes perfect so sense. So we do try to remain as objective as possible, but I have to also say that we do work with the industry as well. So mm-hmm. we really try to be a bridge between those two, the consumer and the industry. And we try to be as objective as we can in doing that. Uh, you asked about my team. Uh, we're still a pretty small and nimble company. We're not... Uh, we're not some mega corporation by any means. So uh, I do a lot of the day-to-day. I do have three business partners. Uh, I have somebody that helps me on a, on a regular 
basis with scheduling things and invoicing things when I speak and so forth. Uh, but virtually everybody that we uh, work with, whether it's our website team, our IT team, our developers, our uh, copy editors, pretty much everything is through you know groups that we contract with. So we don't have a big in-house staff that we have to manage, at least not right now. And it works quite well for where we are. So the consumer, some may like to read. I want to show this is a copy of your book. The, the second edition of the book and a ton of good information on here. Others will listen or watch. So where are some of the other places? You, you mentioned uh, mylifesite.net, the website. It's a good place to start. Where else can we find you, Brett? Well, uh, you mentioned the, the book, so thank you for doing that. Of course. Uh, I'm actually, I've got it on my mind to do a third edition. So I hope sometime this year I can do another edition of that. Uh, nonetheless, there's some really great information there. I've just been blown away at the positive feedback I've gotten about that book that I really didn't think would be a very big deal. Um, you know, and it's probably still not in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, you know, it, it is a very helpful book for somebody that's kind of going through this process. For sure. So uh, other things, as you mentioned, I do a fair amount of speaking. Uh, not doing those in person right now, obviously, uh, with everything going on, but doing a lot of webinars mm -hmm. right now. Uh, and, and these are often hosted by retirement communities. So they'll bring me on to do a webinar to help look at uh, whether it's the markets and kind of how that ties into their decision process right now and just educating them, you know, all the things that we kind of provide on our site. The webinar is an opportunity to do that. Uh, it's more of a live or a virtual, you know, audience. So uh, those I think are the main ways, the speaking, the book, our website, uh, and every now and again, I'll have the opportunity to do something like this. Yeah, that's great. And I think you've uh, established a, a, a great reputation for yourself and certainly a growing need for the material that you're promoting because I think that so many people do not know what they don't know until they need to know. And then it's a, more of a panic or rush to try to get information quickly. And that's where relationships start to enter into the equation and it gets to be a little bit more complicated than maybe it needs to be. Absolutely. Yes. So yeah, people need to be prepared. They need to understand the options well ahead of actually needing them. Uh, you know, I mean, some people say, well, I'm staying in my home forever. That's mm -hmm. just the way it's going to be. I'm never leaving. And you know, that's fine. And for some people that works, but the problem is things can change unexpectedly uh, for people and they can change rapidly you know, overnight, and it can really turn a situation upside down very quickly. So people just have to be willing, and it's hard, I think, mentally, but we have to be willing to look not just at today, but what's important for us in the future, if something were to change unexpectedly, or even if something changed gradually, yeah. whichever it is, but, you know, impact on family, uh, our, our, our overall wellness, and different, you know, aspects of socialization, and all these other things all need to be taken, thought about, not just today, but the future. Yeah, it's a great point. Sooner or later, something happens that's not necessarily exactly planned for. And that's when people have to go through a transition or change or adapt. Uh, yeah. That leads us to COVID-19. This yeah, year, I don't yeah, think very many people plan for, you know, a pandemic, but we're dealing with it. And how has that impacted you and, and the people that you're talking with? 
obviously it's had a big impact not only our society, but certainly uh, our economy and senior living. And, you know, as it relates specifically to senior living, the thing that's really, I have to say, has caught me a little bit by surprise, which I'm glad, is when it first started, I really thought, you know, or I, I wondered how those in senior living would react, those who already live in senior living communities. Obviously, we know what's happened in some of the, the nursing homes and the big outbreaks, and that's, that's so unfortunate. But for a lot of the bigger communities, whether we're talking continuing care, retirement communities, life plan communities, and those who are living independently, you know, those who are not receiving care, what's really impressed me is how many of them actually feel very grateful to be where they are. It's not, in fact, I just this morning had coffee with a gentleman that lives in a continuing care retirement community. He said, we just feel so safe. You know, we're glad to be where we are right now. And I think the outside world, you know, kind of looks at senior living things. I wouldn't want to live one of, one of those places right now. Mm-hmm. But if you Some. have to talk with residents, most of them will say, not all of them, there's always exceptions, but most will say, you know, it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not ideal for any of us <laughs> right now, but they'll say it's not ideal, but you know, I'm around, you know, there's there's still an, an underlying an underlying level of support here. There's still that 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 sense of community is still very strong. We and, need that. Uh, we, we're getting our meals delivered. Everything's taken care of. I feel very safe here. And, you know, that's encouraging to hear. I think that really says a lot about what certain retirement communities can mean to people, even in a time like this. No doubt about it. Uh, a couple things come to my mind is, uh, it's very common now there are blended families and that that dynamic to a move to uh, a community can be a gift to the the children um, and making things more simple when it comes to dealing with estates and things of that nature um, I'll ask you to comment about that in a moment um, well let's go ahead and if you don't mind uh, touch on that sure. uh, issue about blended families and uh, decisions to move and what that means to the adult children who ultimately have to deal with their parents aging and health and ultimate death. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing because I've seen situations where sometimes, you know, it's the, let's just say the older adult, the retiree, that's looking at a retirement community and they really feel like that's the best move for them. They, whether, for whatever the motivating reason is, they don't want to deal with their home any longer. They want to be somewhere where, you know, care services are available if they should ever need them, mm-hmm. whatever those reasons are. And, and the, the adult children sometimes will be the ones who say, you don't, you don't want that, mom, dad, you're not, you're not that old. You're not ready for that. You don't need that. And, um, and then you have other situations where, the adult children are thrilled to death because it's not that they wouldn't do anything for their parents. It's not that they wouldn't be there if they needed them, but they like knowing that it's not all going to fall on their shoulders. For sure. And that their parents are going to be somewhere that if something happens or changes, then they can spend quality time with their parents instead of having to focus all their time on, you know, how do we manage this situation? Right. So it really frees them up to more closely enjoy that relationship as opposed to having a man. And so some some adult children recognize that. Mm-hmm. Others have a little more trouble recognizing that. 
And you know, so personality is a really big, a really big part of this. Uh, and, and I'm not one to suggest that there's one size fits all. Of course. Um, you know, I understand that some people can stay in their own homes forever and things work out perfectly fine. For many, that's not the case. Um, you know, it's all over the map. But it really goes back to educating yourself on the options, keeping an open mind on all the options, mm-hmm. and having those discussions with family and making sure they understand the options. Because sometimes adult children don't even understand. They kind of put everything under the nursing home category. That's right. And they need to understand these things. So with that said, um, individuals' health status and the willingness to consider insurance solutions might be part of the equation, but planning for retirement living may or may not include insurance decisions. And so if someone doesn't qualify for long-term care insurance, that might influence the type of community that they may consider differently. Absolutely. Yeah, right. there's different, there are some retirement communities, and you already know this, Craig, because you asked the question just now, but some that work more like long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. You effectively will pay a little more to live there while you're living independently. Higher entry fee, higher monthly fees, maybe both. But if you ever need care, your monthly fee stays the same. And so, what that does is it allows somebody to at least know, you know, what's my monthly out-of-pocket exposure for my lifetime, no matter how much care I may ever need. And, and so, I brought that up, Brad, because that's, it gives predictability, and some people like that. Definitely. And I think it's important for someone that would be willing to buy long-term care insurance, but just doesn't qualify for it. That it doesn't mean they need to despair. They can just understand that there are different alternatives where someone that does own long-term care insurance might not also want to be paying the higher fee and having essentially double coverage for lack of a better way to say it. It's funny that you say that. On our site can help because it's it's not something somebody can grasp in a you know in a one minute no way conversation. They need to understand the trade offs and, and do that education and everything we've been talking about. Well, I see that when someone would go to a community and have a conversation and they feel well educated, and then they try to explain it to a family member, and that's where that's where things can get 
maybe misinterpreted, miscommunicated, or someone's prior impression might enter in um, where you do need to clarify because words can mean different things to different people, at least what they, you know, connotate, right? How someone may respond. I think that can be challenging, right? Because no Great point. this is so important that education first communication questions from multiple family members clarification and true consulting about what are the are the alternatives so they can kind of compare and feel like which ones would best suit the individual and the family That's right. right absolutely it's a it's an emotional issue as well as a financial one impacting potentially many many lives and so when, you know, when people are talking with uh, an advisor about their preparation for retirement, I think this is one of the areas that often some of the assumptions that are made just turn out to be either false or worse. They're not considering the longer term realities uh, sometimes at all, just because many people don't know what they don't know and until something happens. And then it can be very, very stressful. This is great. This is great. Uh, I'm an admirer of your work, Brad, and uh, I think that um, 
you know, even people who are in and around the retirement communities still have room to learn more about things. And so as, as I uh, read through the book, uh, there are things that, one, you're reminded of that you don't deal with every single day. And other things that you say, oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So I would strongly encourage you to check out the website, read the book and the other materials that Brad makes available, continue to listen to what he has to say when he's speaking. And uh, if, if that can help you help your family and help other families that you care about, then that's, that's a really good thing. And for those reasons, I wanted Brad to you know, share the story here today. And I appreciate you blocking some time out of your busy day to do this. I have a feeling website so if somebody goes to our site mylifesite.net make sure you have .net and not .com but mylifesite and that's S-I-T-E .net and of course you have those resources there but also in our resources section there's a uh, there's a link to the book there as well a lot of good content right there and um, Brad I have a feeling we'll have a follow up to this at some point in the future but for right now I think uh, I'm going to uh, wrap things up and say thank you again for doing this and uh, I hope this will help some people who didn't know about you and your work and, until hearing this or watching this video. Sounds great. All Thanks right. so much. Thanks so much. Bye now. Right, bye bye.